Anyway, I think that that kind of sums up um, who God says you are and then also practical ways that we can start now, like start tomorrow. So start implementing some of these, these call things Call your, your grandma life. right now. Call, call Granny. Call her. Call tell her, her to get the stove hot, and you're going to bring your Bible up her, and she will flip out. All right, guys, welcome back to uh, episode two, season four of The Greeting Call. Um, Topic of this series is on purpose. Last week, we talked about our identity in Christ. Not last week, two weeks ago. Um, And this week, we're going to be talking about who God says you are. So we're going to kind of dig through the scriptures. I'm Jack Denny, uh, host of the podcast. Got Ryan Chat here with me, co-host, and Kyle Westbrook. As mentioned, we're going to dig, dig through the scriptures and kind of unpack um, what God says about us and our identity, what Jesus says about um, you know the disciples and being children of God, and just kind of lay some of the scripture out there and discuss it. So, yeah. um, you know, again, the ultimate goal of this podcast series is uh, for the believer to kind of step up, especially men, just calling men to... Just step up and, and discover your purpose, discover your identity. Um, and then to the non-believer, realize that you do have an identity. That was a really loud truck. Did yeah. Did hear that? <laughs> and so... I don't know if they heard that came to the mic. I thought it was going to come through the building, <laughs> to be honest. Um, I was bracing for impact. I was like, we're about to meet our maker right here, right now, in the back of the warehouse. So, anyway, um, yeah. So uh, this, le- this week, we're going to study the scripture, um, what it says about our identity. And I hope that's not a turn off. If you're listening, you hear the word scripture, we're going to kind of give it some context and like talk, talk about this scripture in in a practical way. Again, mm-hmm. that's our whole goal. Of this podcast is to, uh, to, I guess is practicality a word. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. so to find the practicality behind, um, God's purpose for us. So yeah, and this, this will all help, you know, kind of support what we're going to go over for the next several weeks. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. In talking about, you know, purpose for single men, purpose in workplace in your home and, and all those things. So yep. yeah, good point, Ryan. Um, Ryan, you want to kick us off in prayer? Sure. Awesome. Lord, uh, I thank you for bringing all of us here today, bringing us here safely. I pray that you open our hearts and open our minds to, to hear what it is that you're trying to speak to us. Um, I pray that you help us plant these seeds um, and, and that you help us to water them and care for them to become the men that you've called us to be and the women that you've called called these these listeners to be. I pray that you give us insight moving forward and just help us grow. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thanks, Ryan. So, before we get to talking about what God says and some of the things that Jesus says, let's start back with creation. So mm-hmm. I think it is crucial, and we've talked about it on previous episodes, um, it's crucial to look back at God's purpose for creating us as human beings mm-hmm. and um, and kind of why, why he created us. And so I think that um, starting with creation, Genesis one twenty seven says God created man in his own image. So what does that mean for us? I think there's a, a lot there. What do you guys think? You know, first take on it. Well, for starters, you know, we, number one, we were created in his image. We're the only 
species, if you want to call it that, um, that, that were given um, that gift, yeah. you know, to be placed on this earth in his image. And I think a lot of it was because God wanted something or someone to represent him here on earth. You know, he had built the earth and the sun and the moon and the stars and the fish and the animals and everything mm-hmm. here. And he he knew that he was missing something. Yeah. Um, and he kind of put us here to be the present figure of him in a way. By no means do I say that we are like God in every single way. Right. But we're here to to represent kind of on his behalf and care for the earth and the mm. world as if he would. Yeah. So that's kind of my take on it. Yeah. Yeah, I think being made in God God's image, like there's a there's a something I read earlier about having a divine worth. Like Ryan hit on, like we're not equal to God, but we are made in his image. So we have a divine worth and a purpose to embrace, you know, his love, his teachings, everything mm. that is displayed in the Bible. And um that's kind of my thoughts on 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 Genesis one twenty seven. Yeah, and we're uniquely created. Like like we're the only creation that he created in his own image. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't like it says, and God made four legged animals in his own image, and God made human beings in his own image. No, it just says he made God created man in his own image. And I think there's something like that there's kind of a higher calling in that just itself that, yeah. that we are image bearers of God and how shallow of it, you know, is it for us to just take that lightly? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think most people do overlook that. Like yeah. our ability to talk to each other, create things here on earth, use the resources. I mean, you don't see ants out there building highways and bridges and it's for a reason. They weren't mm-hmm. created in God's image. I think just our abilities and gifts and so much, you know, in that um, there is to be said about what a privilege it is for us. Yeah. I mean, we're um, special and unique and you're special. Yep. <laughs> we are. You're and I snowflake. think that anybody that struggles with their self worth could overcome that with that scripture alone. Yeah. To understand yeah. how valuable you are. Whether whether you're a believer or not, you God loves you and you're valuable. You're made in his image. Mm-hmm. So I know there might be some people listening that might be on the fence or maybe a non believer. Just understand your value. Yeah. You are valuable. Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, in following that we could totally expand on Genesis and talk about God's oh, go down creation. Hole, yeah. yeah. I mean, tons of rabbit holes, but to kind of bring it back to, um, you know, what Jesus says to his disciples, specifically in John, um, 15, four, he says, abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. And this is a, a calling to us about our identity in Christ, mm-hmm. it's um, found the way that you find your identity is by abiding in Jesus. You know, we talked on it last week or two weeks ago on um, surrendering, like that that point of surrender and actually pursuing an identity in Christ. And I think that this is another practical means of getting there. Um, it's it's not necessarily an action 
um, as far as what you have to do, the action is what you stop pursuing. Yeah. And, and where you take on that point of surrender and abiding, you know, your, your call is now abiding and serving rather than pursuing your, I guess, your perception of worth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and you know, we, we go on to verse 16 after that and he says, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. And so to expand on our identity there, you know, um, we are chosen and what, what a privilege that is to, to be chosen. If you've heard the gospel, that's God tapping you on the shoulder. And, you know, if he's led you here listening to this podcast, it is God tapping you on your shoulder saying, you know, find your identity in me. Like, yeah. come to me. All come who are we? Yeah. 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 Um, I loved how you use the most intellectual analogies yeah. to, to, to paint a picture in your mind. You think of a, if a branch comes off the vine, it's dead. Yeah. It's dead. You know, but staying in contact with that vine, it produces, it bears fruit. Yeah. So what what other scriptures, and I guess specifically John, obviously, and in any of the four Gospels, um, we hear, you know, Jesus speak many words to the disciples, but specifically identity, you know, what came to y'all's minds? Well, you've got, you've got Romans 12, where it talks about, you know, each of us are a different member of the body, you know, I'll read it. Um, somewhat verbatim is just as each of us has one body with many members and these members do not all have the same function. So in Christ, we who are many form one body and each member belongs to all the others as part of the body. You are set apart and have a unique purpose with the body of believers. Mm -hmm. Um, And that kind of lays out that, you know, yes, we were all made in God's image, but we're all unique in in our own way. Um, God gave each one of us a different purpose and a different path, though for some people this path may look similar. God has laid out a plan for your life. He's laid out a purpose for you specifically, and he's given you your own unique set of characteristics and abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if if one member of the body is not working, you're going to know it. You know, like if, if one of your fingers stops working, you're, you're going to know it. You know, yeah. if, if your kidneys stop working, you're going to know it, and it's going to cause the rest of the body to to begin to fail and try and overcompensate. Um, so it, it just really brings in the importance of, number one, finding your purpose and your identity and performing in that way um, to, to help the body function. Yeah, You know, it's not that God can't function without you, but he made you with a purpose. Yeah. So, And I think first step in that, you know, back to being practical – is finding a way to become a part of the body. So joining your local church, attending church, um, out of praise, not out of, you know, I have to do this and Mm -hmm. I'm dreading it and I don't want to. Like understanding and discovering your, your heart enough to know, like how deep is my sin that I dread going to praise the God that created me. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes like we speak, spit on God and reject him and deny him in our daily lives like that. But like the first step in finding and discovering your true identity, becoming a part of the body is being present with the body Yeah. Um, and functioning. And from there, like 
there's so many rabbit holes and niches you can go down and ways to serve. I mean, if it's men's ministry, if it's event planning, you know, the technical setup, all kind of things that, you know, your talents and, you know, what you're good at can be used for the kingdom. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, and, and, you know, back to Romans, Ryan, you know, Paul says a lot about our identity um, in many of his letters. You know, he's speaking directly to the different churches on how to stand up and, Mm -hmm. you know, basically they're straighten up letters. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, Romans 1-1. How they need to operate. Yeah. Romans 1-1 is, um, Paul says, he's a servant of Christ. And that's, you know, his identity, as I think it should be all of our identities, is is to be a servant. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's pretty direct. Um, and that's how Paul labels himself. That's who he says he is. Yeah. Um, and that is truly finding your identity in Christ. Yeah. So, um, other thoughts on that, you know? I think there's also multiple times in the Bible where we're categorized as the chosen ones um, through many scriptures. Yeah. I think I was reading Colossians today and I can't remember if it was like chapter three, but it's, you know, we are God's chosen ones to express the kindness, the humility, love, all, the yeah. love, all of that stuff. Um, so, I mean, if the, the, the power of being God's chosen ones mm-hmm. where we find our identity to, to kind of push the purpose that yeah. we have. And then back to, you know, episode one, we've been talking about, um, finding our identity and other things of this world or, or the approval of man. Galatians one ten says, for am I now seeking the approval of man or of God, or am I trying to please man? If I were, if I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. And so that's basically Paul saying, you know, if I were trying to please man, I wouldn't be here doing this. Mm-hmm. And I think that not, I guess it sounds, comes off selfish almost and boastful saying, look, I love Christ so much that I'm here. But when put into context, I mean, the, the way that Paul was in prison pursuing ministry and pursuing the churches, um, it just shows truly that like, even he says, you know, to live is Christ, to die is gain. Yeah. And you sit there and you go, yeah, he could have killed himself selfishly, but yeah. he pressed onward. Um, and even before he went to prison, you know, he was brutally beaten, got up, knocked the dust off, went to the next town. Like Paul's heart, and I want our hearts to be so deeply rooted in spreading the word of God and sharing the gospel that um, we don't even think about trying to please man like it doesn't yeah. cross our mind mm-hmm. at all and Paul was dialed in yeah he was, he was up. dialed in yeah the connection was strong yeah I mean back into identity you know talking about you know scriptures from Paul there's so many scriptures throughout the Bible that you know talk about and depict us as children of God mm-hmm. you've got first uh, John 3 see what kind of love the father has given to us that we should be called children of God, and so we are. The reason why the world does not know us is that it does not know Him. Mm. And that that basically what we've been talking about is how you cannot find your purpose in the world and be fully satisfied because you're going to be let down. Mm-hmm. Um, going into what your purpose is with Christ, like there's going to be people that don't understand you 
when you're trying to pursue what that purpose yeah. in Christ is. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to them. Yeah. You know, and you know, we we've encountered it many times where like you you talk to somebody about your faith and you know, for for example, talking about children. I you know, not long ago had had our first child. First time I held her in my arms, it was just the most amazing feeling I've ever had in my life. Mm-hmm. And at that point I understood how much my parents loved me. Mm-hmm. And how much more does God love us? I mean, it's just it's just unreal to think the feeling I have holding my little girl and yeah. the feeling that God has when we walk back into his arms. Yeah. It's just it's a crazy feeling yeah. that you can't describe. And the rest of the world isn't gonna understand it until they get to the point that they start seeking as well. Yeah. So Yeah. And when we bring our sin to him, when we pray to him and and ask him for help like that's all i think i feel like a parent wants is yeah. like yeah to be able to to love their child well yeah and you can't love your child well if they're turning your back their back on you but if they're yeah. coming to you mm-hmm. asking for help asking for guidance and wisdom i mean oh like how how silly are we to turn our backs and reject god yeah and I mean, even in, in knowing that love. Yeah, Paul says it in Philippians, you know, you are children of God in a twisted and crooked world. Yeah. But we're supposed to shine as lights mm. and be lights for the world. Yeah. You know, and, and when you become a parent and as a parent, you'll see how your child grows. And I think a lot of it does kind of emulate our relationship with our Heavenly Father, where they're they're gonna make mistakes. They're gonna, you know, learn their way, learn their path. You try to guide them but you're always accepting when they come back and they need your help or they need you. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So there's a ton of scripture in John, um, ton of scripture in Paul's letters that speaks on, um, you know, who we are, what, what our identity is. Um, James is another great book that Mm -hmm. I would highly recommend is very practical, gives good marching orders for, for anybody really just to kind of stand up straight and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, walk and press on towards a relationship with Christ. Um, And so, you know, I guess in in all of this and speaking on some of these scriptures, um, you know, what practical ways based on these scriptures, can we, can we like live out being the person that God calls us to be, you know, ultimately, if our identity is found in Christ, um, then we want to become and realize the person that God, mm-hmm. you know, calls us to be. And so, practically, how do we do that? How do we position ourselves to in a place of surrender? Whether it's the people around us, you know, the the church that we're attending, the things we're listening to. Let's just start rambling on that. I mean, the, I mean, really, the first step is is it boils down to a choice. You know, it boils down to making the decision, um, even if you're not overly ambitious about it or overly excited about it. Right. Um, make, <clears throat> making the decision to strengthen your relationship with Christ and find your identity, and find what your purpose is, and what your destiny is, and or him. going back and saying, I don't know enough about him to make a decision, so yeah. maybe I should learn more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe I'm I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
maybe my perception of who Jesus Christ is is from that bad church I attended or that one friendship that said they were a Christian and they were a hypocrite and they really didn't know. Yeah. You know, I think that's really, you know, address that. Ask yourself, like, do I know who Jesus Christ really is and what he did for me? Mm-hmm. If not, like, how can I learn more about that? How, you know, where can I go to to find that information? I think yeah. a lot of situations would go better in life if people would look inward and not outward. Look at yourself, ask those questions to yourself. You know, whether you're a believer or non-believer with some of the things that you're trying to learn and see and kind of like the practical, like the lifestyle that you have. Versus like jumping on the trend of like, oh, this person looks happy because they have money. That's like, it. I want to go it. do this. Yeah. I Well, I think it's just everybody plays the blame. The blame this, blame this is the why the this is why this is the way it is. This is why this is the way it is. Blame, blame, blame. But it's like for me, when I started looking inward on how I could change myself to become better, to 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 overcome obstacles that I had going on, and I realized that a lot of it wasn't just circumstances; it was a lot of the positions I put myself in. Yeah, addressing the sin in That's your right. life. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So I, when I started looking inward and not outward and saying, "Oh, well." just that's just because of this right or saying well me going and drinking on a friday night is fine because you know all these guys do it yeah yeah they they do it and they invited me yeah you know it's not sin like it's fine yeah go get hammered and have a good time yeah quote unquote and just when when you are kind of in fellowship and in scripture and like hear these conversations of other guys going through things or hearing you know a testimony or hearing scripture you know, kind of asking yourself, is that something I've came up against? Is that something that I could change? Is that something that I could be better yeah. in? Yeah, and I think that practically abiding, like we just talked about in John 15, is the, the I mean, that's the root of it. Like, you, you have got to be in the Word. The Word is, is the only thing that we have mm-hmm physically here from God to understand more about him and who he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can pray all you want. You you know, you and prayer is great. I don't want to say that in a negative way, but um, you know, your prayers a lot of time if you're not in the word, you're not praying with the right motives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you don't understand who you're praying to. That's right. Yeah. And so for us to just kind of sit there and, and do a relationship with Christ our way and kind of reject the word and push that to the side and not really take it for what it's worth. Um, you know, there's something to be said in that. Like we, we must abide in the word. We must read it, study it, um, and interpret it, talk about it. Um, I get so much joy, uh, just from conversation and talking about discussing the word. And I know Kyle, something you said before is like, it's so good to have scripture fresh on your mind daily. Cause you mm-hmm. can say, Hey man, like, what do you think about this? Like, I, I don't really understand it, or is there a deeper meaning? Um, it's been awesome lately. Olivia and I have kind of like sparked conversations about it, and like, how fruitful is that to to just be talking about it and let it kind of dwell in our thoughts and minds, just like the songs we listen to. Yeah, yeah. You, you know? just you let it have a place in your life, just like everything else. Yeah, really needs to be more so than anything else. But, uh, amen, you know, yeah. re- really giving it a place and a purpose in your life rather than just leaving it in the closet. Yeah. Because I think that's what a lot of us do is like we, you know, yeah, we're Christian and yeah, we go to these Bible studies. But like once that's over, you know, like it just kind of like stays in its own little cubby. Right. And we don't let it overflow into everything 
else in our life. Yeah. Um, and, and the reality is like, you're, you're just, you're not always going to want to, to do the abiding part. You're not always going to want to sit down and read your Bible. You know, we talked about this before talking on this, uh, this episode, just in small talk, you know, about our new child, you know, Mm -hmm. there, there's a lot of different things that go on when it comes to, to raising a newborn kid, you know, between the feedings and the thousands of dirty diapers and the you know, it just seems like it's nonstop. And at the end of the day, rather than wanting to sit down and read my Bible and do something and think, you yeah. know, um, sometimes I just want to cut on the TV and not have to think about anything. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the easy way out. But it right. takes acknowledging that, it, okay, like, what is this extra hour of TV going to do for mm-hmm. me? Like, I, I need to spend time with Christ. I yeah. need to read my Bible, read a devotion. I need to do something to implement the word of God into my life because the the more you you avoid it, the more that you push it off and push it off, you know, the the weaker you're more gonna get in your relationship. You, become. Yeah. you know, I mean it's just like the gym. I mean you're not always gonna want to go to the gym, but if you don't, you're gonna get fat and lazy and like you're just, you know, you're not gonna be in shape. Yeah. You know? And and if you want to live a purposeful life in Christ, you have to stay in shape. Yeah. You know? I was uh we were in John 19 last night in our study talking about the crucifixion and and ultimately just you know talking about what we make of Jesus Christ and and we can either decide and you know crown him lord of all or lord of nothing in our lives mm-hmm. and one comparison i kind of thought about today was and i've heard similar comparisons before but you know if if you're a mile offshore in the ocean and you're sitting there, maybe you have a life jacket on. Well, if you're not swimming towards the land, like you, you might be able to see the land, you're not swimming towards the land, and you're just waiting on a boat to, to cruise by. Well, if you wait long enough, you're eventually going to drown and die. Mm-hmm. Versus starting the swim to shore. Sure, it may be six foot seas, but your odds, and I don't want to even want to make it an odds comparison, but like, um, you can swim a mile with a life jacket on yeah. and make it ashore, and that's life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's there for you. And it's going to be so much better once you start that swim and get closer and closer and closer mm-hmm. versus just sitting, waiting, hoping that ah, maybe something will happen in my life where God just reveals himself to me out of nowhere and I become a great Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's way too many of, a, of us who just are sitting a mile offshore in our life jackets. You know, we've heard the truth. We've heard the gospel. But we're just kind of the, the lukewarm Christian like we talked about before. Yeah. Um, so daily practical things, let's kind of get into that. Do you guys have any, I mean, routines? There's things that I try and stay consistent, like my disciplines, mm-hmm. um, and often fall short, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say I have a perfect routine of waking up every day. Like part of it's the sanctification process, but I think, you know, anything you guys have specifically that you make sure you do daily or that you would like to start implementing? One thing is, is making the, the first step is to find ways that you can abide in the word and in the Bible that are not overly complicated or difficult or difficult to achieve, mm-hmm. you know, making, you know, if you wake up at seven o'clock every morning and 
get ready in 15 minutes, make a cup of coffee and leave for work at 7.30, um, it's probably unrealistic for you to say, I'm going to wake up at 6 every single morning right off the get-go when I'm uninspired right. to read the Bible every morning. Because I promise you, you will fail. You know, you might not fail for the first week, but two weeks in, you're going to fail. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to get off track, and then you're back at waking up at 7 a.m. every morning with no Bible time. All right. But atten- making the decision to attend a Bible study every Tuesday mm-hmm. or every Thursday, you know, something where you know you're going to be off work at 5, yeah. and you know you can make it there. It's just a choice. Um, or making the decision to say, hey, I'm going to go to church every Sunday for the next two months. Mm-hmm. You know, eight Sundays in a row, I'm going to go to church. Yeah. And like just making a decision, an easy decision, and, yeah. you know, to say, all right, th- this is what I'm going to do. And from that point, growing yeah. on that. And over time, you look back and you go, wow, that what what an idiot I was to think that was so hard to do. Yeah. You know, like, yep. why did I think it was so hard to wake up an extra 20 minutes or attend this Bible study every yeah. other week? Or, you know, look at the fruit that's come from it. Like, yeah. I've been missing out on some of this stuff. And I think that... There, there's so many people that just sit on that fence of like, well, that's a big commitment. Yeah. Well, Christ dying for you yeah, was, was a, a big commitment, a much bigger commitment. Um, and yeah, like once you've decided that He's done that and and He is who He says He is, then you can't just sit around. Um, or else it leads to to misery. And I mm-hmm. think. Ultimately, you know, like you said, Ryan, you just start small. Start with the little things. Yeah. Um, and and through that, and over time, you know, put yourself in tough situations. Challenge yourself. Yeah. You know, comfort. Comfort is no, uh, I guess, competition for the enemy. Mm-mm. Um, he's already got you where he wants you. You know, if you're not pursuing holiness and righteousness, he's like, well, I'm not going to bother. Kyle or Ryan, they're not doing anything anyway for the kingdom. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, yeah, and I, and I think many men, especially, um, could be women too, but many men, um, especially mid twenties or around the college age, um, who who would claim themselves as, as Christians, fall into this quote by D. A. Carson. It's something I want to read before we wrap it up here shortly, but. Um, it says, no one is more miserable than the Christian who for a time hedges on his obedience. He does not love sin enough to enjoy its pleasures, and he does not love Christ enough to relish holiness. He perceives that his rebellion is iniquitous, but obedience seems distasteful. He does not feel at home any longer in the world, but the memory of his past associations and the tantalizing lyrics of his old music prevent him from singing with the saints. He is a man to be most pitied, and he cannot forever remain ambivalent. And that's by D.A. Carson. And essentially, I love that quote because it it just points out directly a time in my life where um, I, I didn't enjoy sin anymore, but I also just couldn't forgive myself and pursue a relationship with Christ. I, I wasn't confident that I was worthy Feel like you're torn between yeah, two, you're two just, people and you're, two. You're worlds. torn. Yeah. yeah. You know, you're you're not good enough to become righteous and or or I guess embody the righteousness of God. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, you're you're just at a place of sitting on the fence. Yeah. And 
you might have said it, Ryan, or somebody, you know, the devil in its offense. Yeah. Um, like a lump on a log. And it's, it could, for like the way I thought about it in my head was, I don't really want to go, I don't really, like you said, enjoy sin. I'm not going partying. I'm not, but I'm also not driven to hold myself accountable to really dig and grow myself through Christ. You say that's where you're at now? I wouldn't say that's where I'm at right now. I think I'm a little bit past that. I think I have yeah. kind of gone through some some troubling times. I mean, personal story, I just changed jobs. Yeah. Um, and I remember I was talking to Jack about it, and there was like one text he sent me, and then I sent my resignation, and like 15 minutes later, you Sorry. can't serve <laughs> two masters. Yeah. And what it was, this job was very financially beneficial for me and my family, but it was very stressful. It was very... Um, time consuming. Um, it was one of those things where I got home and I didn't want to do anything else, but just lay down. Um, you know, sp- no spending time with the kids, spending time with the wife. And I started to, you know, you, your job is, you know, for me, it's like my, it's like my job. It's not the most important thing to me in the world, but I could see myself putting it before everything else. Mm-hmm. Cause it was taking so much of me. And it was taking me away from what's important and yeah. my purpose and the identity that I want to have for myself. Mm-hmm. And I try to, I'm trying to get back to that. And, you know, like I know, like for me, I, it's hard for me to sit down and read scripture, but every something I do every single morning is at least read my devotional with the explanation. Yeah. So what I do, I try to like kind of put myself in a situation where I'm forcing myself to do it. So I found this like little book that also has some like scripture and then it has an explanation with it. That I put in my center console. So right next to my sunglasses. So every time I get in and out of the truck, I see it sitting right there. I try to do it right before I walk in, right before I walk out. Mm. So like setting yourself up for success, holding yourself accountable. Yeah. There's all like, and there's millions of little things yeah. that work for in, Dis- all individuals. Discipline. Just flashcards, like memorizing stuff. Yeah. yeah. So many disciplines that we can go on and on and talk about, but like ask, mm-hmm. ask any spiritual leader you have in your life or, um, you know, that may be something good we add to the website is like practical ways to, deepen your relationship with Christ and, mm-hmm. and things that aren't just like study your Bible more. You know, it's like, Hey, every day, you know, I wake up, make a cup of coffee, sit on the back porch and I just read one passage, you know, and like enjoy it. And it, and it, something that could be really impactful too. Like you talked about reaching out to a, you know, a spiritual leader or yeah. you know, like find the person that you know, that is most what you would feel in tune with their spiritual walk. Yeah. It's probably going to be an older person, an older, you know, sure, 50, yeah. 60, 70 years old and tell them, Hey, I'm really trying to pursue a relationship with Christ. I'm really mm-hmm. trying to grow my walk and become disciplined in reading the word and X, Y, Z. Yeah. Can you do me a favor? Can you send me a text message every day at this time yeah. or every morning when you wake up or mm-hmm. whenever? Asking me if I've had my prayer time with God, yeah. just so that I think about it. Or the other way, hey, said elder or said spiritual leader, I'm going to text you every day and let you know the verses that I read. Yeah. And when I don't text you, that's when I need accountability. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because accountability, I've tried this before, like, it always falls off, like I was yep. saying to you guys, after like four or five weeks. Yeah. 
and then it becomes like a job. Yeah. It's like, man, I got to check on Kyle about this and that, but he's been living in sin the last nine years. So like I'm, I'm spinning my wheels. I can, I can promise you if you, if you ask your grandmother, if you, you know, yep. my grandparents, my parents. They want to talk to you anyways. Any, yeah, they want yeah. to talk to you anyways. Exactly. But, you know, yeah. someone that, that loves and cares about you mm-hmm. and, and is also in tune with their relationship, yeah. you know, with Christ, if you ask them to, to be there for you and to help keep you accountable, they will, yeah. Yeah. you know. Yeah. And if you don't have someone like that in your life, like, reach out to us. Oh, yeah. There's, you know, like, there's so many men Like that. That's here. why we do this, Willing. you know, because yeah. we understand that not everybody was raised in church. Not yeah. everybody has that that group of people around them that they feel like they can depend on. Sometimes yeah. you just feel alone and lost. And if you're local to Raleigh or really Wake Forest, Youngsville area, listening to this, Monday nights, Wednesday nights, we do a, a Bible study here at the shop. Um, bring your friends, bring yourself, like, just get... Get involved and don't think that it's weird because you found out about it through a podcast. Like, we want to make this known, but we don't want this, like, our studies to be looked at as like, oh, this is like some church thing where I'm going to go and they're going to try and force me to do this and that. We simply just sit down every week, open the Bible, facilitate discussion about it, have practical, you know, sound explanations as to what's going on in conversation. And Ryan's got one in in Tarboro, and I'm sure you're willing to do the same thing. Um, And and so, yeah, like, just reach out, please. And what we've hoped we've expressed thus far is that none of the three of us here are holier than thou. Right. Mm -hmm. And we all, I can speak for myself personally, we all have these moments where we feel like we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing and then we have to, you know, we have those friends we can call. We have those people we can talk to. Um, and we have those those moments just like everyone else has. Yeah. And we also need to get, like I spoke about in the last episode, just getting our cup filled. Yeah. And, and to tie back into our, our greater purpose in doing this, we're able to understand God's purpose for us to, and understand yeah. how we can glorify him. Mm-hmm. That's our simplest purpose for being here is to glorify him in everything that we do yeah um and you so, learn to hear and understand his voice yeah yeah and there's a ton of good books on that too podcasts and stuff so anyway i, I think that that kind of sums up um who god says you are and then also practical ways that we can start now like start tomorrow so start implementing some of these, these call things your, in your grandma life. right now call, <laughs> call granny call Tell her, her to get the stove hot, and you're going to bring your Bible over, and she will flip out. She's probably already awesome. got something made. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, she probably does. She's probably been waiting for you to make that phone <laughs> yeah. call. So Some biscuits in that basket. Yeah. Yep. So anyway, um, like we said, you know, the next few episodes ahead, we're going to dig deeper into the subcategories of talking about, um, you know, purpose in your workplace and, and, again, keeping the practical theme relevant you know how can we have conversations to a buddy who does this or a buddy who's sleeping you know around or you know things that like happen that most churches kind of brush yeah and we're gonna hit them all so if you're single if you're not single if you got kids if you don't have kids if you any of the above then you need to be listening yeah so we're gonna hit it with that thank you guys for tuning in and uh, we will catch you on the next one in a couple weeks Appreciate you. Later. Later, y'all. Peace.